Good Nature Wellness Podcast, Episode 22. Hello and welcome to the Good Nature Wellness Podcast. This podcast is all about discovering how you can transform, re-energize, and strengthen your body naturally with the healing power of food to regain control over your health, reclaim your energy, feel better, look better, and be stronger for life. I'm your host, board-certified master health and wellness coach, Barbara Walsh. I want to thank you all for joining me. I cannot tell you how much I appreciate you being here. Today, I have something really personal that I want to share with you. Last month, my family and I experienced a terrible loss. My amazing sister, Laura, passed away. Laura was 76 years old and had been living with Alzheimer's disease for the past 10 years. And I can honestly tell you that it is a devastating disease that claims the life of its victims long before they actually die. Watching the condition of my sister's mind and body deteriorate, seeing her lose her memory, her personality, her ability to speak, and ultimately her ability to move was incredibly heart-wrenching. And it was also incredibly frustrating because her doctors were unable to stop the downward spiral. And other than being her caretakers, there was literally nothing that we could do to really help her. For years, I had heard about Alzheimer's, like so many people, but I didn't really understand how terrible this disease really was until our family was faced with the reality of watching the sister that I knew and loved slip away. So in today's episode, I feel like it's really important to talk about Alzheimer's disease, what causes it, and what, if anything, can be done to protect ourselves and our loved ones from potentially falling victim to it. I think it's so important so we can live a long, healthy life that's full of wonderful memories that are and will always remain unforgettable. Every three seconds, someone is diagnosed with dementia caused by Alzheimer's. There are currently over 55 million people around the world living with this disease, and every 66 seconds, someone in America develops it. According to the National Institutes of Health, Alzheimer's disease is currently the sixth leading cause of death in the United States, and unfortunately, projections indicate that every year these numbers will only continue to grow. So what exactly is Alzheimer's? Alzheimer's is a disease of the brain that gradually destroys a person's thinking skills and memory. Changes in the brain occur due to a buildup of two proteins, tangles, also known as tau, and amyloid beta plaque, which is a sticky, waxy, toxic substance that builds up around nerve cells and disrupts normal brain activity. As the disease progresses, the brain actually shrinks as these proteins kill off brain cells. This slow deterioration causes people with Alzheimer's to have difficulty remembering recent events and familiar locations, and gradually lose their ability to perform simple tasks. Eventually, speaking, communicating, and responding becomes impossible for them. Ultimately, their ability to live and function independently, or take care of themselves at all, is completely lost. Sadly, even though hundreds of millions of research dollars are being spent to find a cure for Alzheimer's disease, there is currently no effective treatment or cure. In fact, according to a research study published in the prestigious Journal of the American Medical Association, the two medications most commonly prescribed for Alzheimer's disease don't really work at all. 
and they can actually cause brain function to deteriorate faster than the disease itself. Those facts make the prognosis for Alzheimer's seem pretty bleak, to say the least. And speaking from personal experience, I think it's safe to say that Alzheimer's is something we all want to avoid. While people may think that all they can do is hope that they don't get it and pray that some pharmaceutical company comes up with a drug to treat it sooner rather than later, there is actually something better that we can do. Researchers agree that Alzheimer's is a complex disease that likely develops as a result of a combination of multiple factors, including advanced age, people can become forgetful as they get older, and age is one of the risk factors for developing dementia and Alzheimer's. Most people diagnosed with this illness are 65 years old and older. But there's a huge difference between forgetting where you left your car keys and not remembering what the car keys are actually used for. So it's important for everyone to know that Alzheimer's disease is not a normal part of the aging process. Another risk factor is genetics. It's true that genetics and family history can put a person at risk for developing Alzheimer's. Still, less than 1% of all Alzheimer's cases are actually caused by genetics. Another risk factor is gender. Statistically, approximately two-thirds of Alzheimer's patients are female. So unfortunately, women have a greater likelihood of developing this disease. But it should also be noted that, in general, women live longer than men. And since this disease normally affects older people, that could be one of the reasons why there are fewer men who are diagnosed with Alzheimer's than women. Chronic illness is another risk factor. Research suggests that those living with lifestyle diseases, including heart disease, high blood pressure, high cholesterol levels, obesity, metabolic syndrome, and especially diabetes, are at greater risk for developing Alzheimer's. Poor sleep is another risk factor. Not getting enough sleep, less than 7 to 9 hours of sleep every night, or getting poor quality sleep on a regular basis can also trigger the onset of Alzheimer's. Chronic stress is another risk factor. We all know that chronic stress can wreak havoc on our health, but stress is also known to cause a buildup of those amyloid beta plaque proteins in the brain. And as we learned about earlier, those actually interfere with normal brain function and contribute to the deterioration of a brain that has Alzheimer's disease. Another risk factor is having a sedentary lifestyle. Lack of movement increases risk. People who don't get at least 30 minutes of physical activity on a daily basis are more likely to develop Alzheimer's. Likewise, lack of stimulation for the mind and lack of social engagement are all equally as dangerous. Having a diet that's inflammatory is also another risk factor. According to researchers, inflammation is the underlying cause of just about every chronic illness out there, including Alzheimer's. This type of diet is low in vitamins and nutrients and high in simple carbohydrates and sugars. Research that was conducted by the Mayo Clinic found that diets high in simple carbohydrates increase a person's risk of developing either mild cognitive impairment or full-blown dementia by 89%. And another study published by the New England Journal of Medicine showed that the higher a person's blood sugar levels are, the greater their risk for developing Alzheimer's. Another risk factor is the health of our microbiome and our gut. 
The balance of good bacteria versus bad bacteria in the gut is actually critical for avoiding illnesses, including Alzheimer's. Research shows that high levels of bad bacteria in the gut can affect the brain and increase a person's risk. And another risk factor is gum disease. You may not know this, but the microbial balance in the mouth also plays a role in brain health. There is scientific evidence that shows that bacteria that causes periodontitis, also known as gum disease, can actually travel from the mouth to the brain. Over time, this bacteria can build up, causing inflammation and deposits of amyloid beta plaque in the brain, which increases a person's risk for developing the disease. While it may be beyond our ability to change some of those risk factors like age, genetics, and gender, you can see from the majority of the risk factors that I just shared with you that there is a noticeable correlation between our lifestyle and our risk for developing this disease. In fact, there is promising research that indicates that Alzheimer's may actually be preventable. Preventable. <laughs> That's something I wish we had known while there was still time for Laura to do something about it. My sister Laura was the sweetest person. She loved her family, and she was always smiling, and she was generous to a fault. Regardless of her own needs, she always put the needs of everyone else first. Laura loved hosting dinner parties with family and friends, and she would work tirelessly to plan, shop for, and prepare those lavish dinners. They were filled with dishes that always tasted great, but probably weren't made with the healthiest ingredients. When it came to her personal food choices, Laura was a big fan of processed foods, things that were fried, salty snacks and sweets, and her beverage of choice was always a caffeinated diet soda, unless of course she was on vacation when she loved to drink sweet and creamy pina coladas while lying on the beach. On the flip side, it seemed that she was not a big fan of exercise or sleeping. Laura's daily to-do list was always much longer and took more time to accomplish than there were hours in the day. As a result, she would get up early to go to work, and when she got home after five, she would then make dinner and then take care of household chores, staying up late to try to get everything done. And at the end of each night, even though it was late, Laura would typically stay up even later instead of going to bed, just to have a few moments to herself before she had to get up the next morning and start all over again. I can remember her doing things like folding laundry until way past midnight, and then finally sitting down with snacks and her favorite diet soda to watch television or a movie, only to fall asleep on the couch. In fact, I don't think she ever slept more than a couple of hours a night as far back as I can remember. And other than walking around when she was shopping or carrying a laundry basket up and down the stairs, I don't remember her engaging in much exercise at all. For our family, myself, and for Laura, prevention was never really a part of the equation. And just as I had unknowingly contributed to the deterioration of my health that led to breast cancer, I'm sure that it never occurred to Laura that the habits that she had unknowingly adopted over the years were having a negative effect on the health of her body and her brain. When I look at the list of risk factors for Alzheimer's, I can see that Laura was a prime candidate. And knowing what I know now, I am convinced that there are so many things that she could have done to prevent this terrible disease, if only we had known before it was too late. 
After seeing the toll that Alzheimer's took on Laura, I have become as passionate about preventing this disease as I am about preventing breast cancer. Interestingly enough, there is actually a parallel in the risk factors for both diseases, and there is also a parallel in the proactive things that we can do to preserve our physical and mental health. The key really is prevention, and honestly, the choices that we make every day really do matter. I found out that was true when it comes to cancer, and I know now that it's especially true when it comes to Alzheimer's. Regardless of the disease, it will always be easier to prevent an illness than it is to try to recover from it. And since there is currently no cure or effective treatment for Alzheimer's, stopping the development of this terrible disease before it starts is really job one. And here are six of the easiest ways that you can begin to do just that. Food choices matter. Your brain and your body will thank you if you make some shifts toward an anti-inflammatory diet. Moving away from simple carbohydrates and sugars like milk, fruit juice, sugary drinks, sodas, white rice and grains, white breads, and products made with white flour, snack foods like prepackaged cookies, chips, pretzels, and crackers, and starchy veggies like white potatoes will help to lower inflammation in the body, as well as help you achieve and maintain healthy blood sugar levels and lower your risk of Alzheimer's and other chronic illnesses. Instead, make some moves to include healthy fats like extra virgin olive oil, avocados, organic eggs, nuts, seeds, and extra virgin coconut oil, also known as MCT oil. MCT oil helps to create ketones, which is a specific type of fat that supports and protects healthy brain function. In fact, a study conducted by researchers from the Mayo Clinic found that diets rich in healthy fats reduced the risk of developing Alzheimer's by 44%. Including wild-caught fish that are good sources of omega-3 fatty acids like salmon, halibut, tuna, or cod is also a smart move because research studies show that they are excellent for brain health. In multiple studies, researchers have found that consuming more fruits and vegetables has been linked to a lower risk of dementia and Alzheimer's. So it's also a good idea to add lots of colorful, fresh, organic vegetables, especially leafy greens, and low-sugar fruits like berries, which will provide vitamins and nutrients that both the body and the brain needs and help to feed the good bacteria in the gut and reduce and ultimately eliminate sugar cravings and help you to achieve and maintain a healthy weight and a balanced microbiome. And if we're talking about protecting the brain against Alzheimer's with food that we eat, we can't forget about herbs and spices. Cinnamon has amazing antioxidant and anti-inflammatory benefits that can lower blood pressure, improve heart health, and improve brain health too. There are several research studies that show that eating cinnamon improves memory and other cognitive functions, and also has the ability to clear up the amyloid beta plaque proteins that are connected with Alzheimer's, which is really pretty amazing if you ask me. Turmeric, which is the spice that's in curry, has also been known to prevent cognitive decline and has also been shown to be effective in treating dementia. To get the full benefit, just be sure to add black pepper along with turmeric to your recipes to increase the body's ability to fully absorb this powerful spice. And another great spice is oregano. Oregano contains powerful phytonutrients and antioxidants that protect neurons and neurotransmitters in the brain from becoming damaged. 
Also, the oil from the oregano plant has the ability to reduce inflammation in the brain, as well as improve mood, concentration, and learning abilities. And bonus, it's an herb that's readily available, which makes it easy to start incorporating into your diet right away. And another important spice for brain health is cayenne pepper. Cayenne pepper helps to increase blood circulation, which in turn brings more oxygen to the brain. Another benefit of cayenne pepper is that it helps to regulate blood sugar to healthy levels, which will help to reduce the risk of developing Alzheimer's. And just like food, movement matters. We all know that exercise is good for us, but it's really good for us if we want to reduce our risk of Alzheimer's. A healthy brain needs a healthy heart that can continually pump enough blood to deliver a constant supply of oxygen to the brain. That's why movement, especially cardio exercises, are a must. Adding at least 30 minutes of aerobic activity to your daily routine should be the goal for a strong heart and a healthy brain. It could be brisk walking, running, or even biking, as long as it gets your heartbeat going and increases your oxygen intake. Doing an exercise video or taking a dance class are also good options because along with the aerobic movement that you get, those activities typically challenge concentration in order to learn new combinations, patterns, or steps, which is important for brain health too. It's also a really good idea to add some type of resistance training to your exercise routine to build muscle, as well as warm-up and cool-down stretching, which will help you to prevent injuries which could potentially sidetrack you from exercising on a regular basis. Other benefits of movement are that it's a really great way to relieve and manage stress, it helps to lower inflammation, and it's also one of the secrets to getting a good night's sleep. All things that are definitely within our power to change so that we can reduce our risk for developing Alzheimer's. And equally as important as physical fitness is, mental fitness matters too. It turns out that exercises for the mind are just as important as physical exercise. Reading, crossword puzzles, problem solving, playing chess or electronic puzzles, and games like Sudoku actually help to strengthen the brain, create new brain cells, and make those brain cells more resilient and resistant to the aging process. Keeping the mind active by continually trying new activities and hobbies, learning new skills, and finding new ways of challenging yourself mentally are all powerful ways to proactively lower your risk of Alzheimer's. And there are other choices that we can make that matter too. Stress management matters. While stress in itself can actually be healthy, experiencing chronic stress on a regular basis without relief is not. When we're stressed, our body releases large amounts of the hormones adrenaline and cortisol. Research studies have shown that high cortisol levels in the body have been linked to memory loss and a smaller brain size, and these changes that were found were more prevalent in women and were not related to genetics. Stressful life experiences and perceived stress can also affect the speed and ability of the brain to process information and increase a person's rate of cognitive decline by 30%. In addition, repetitive negative thinking like worrying about things that may happen in the future and remorseful thinking about things that have already happened have been linked to memory loss and the buildup of amyloid beta and tau proteins in the brain all things that we want to avoid if we want to lower our risk of developing Alzheimer's. 
and I'm here to tell you that managing stress really is possible. You can reduce your daily stress levels by first acknowledging when you are feeling stress and becoming aware of what's triggering it, and by intentionally being kind to yourself and avoiding negative self-talk, and also by creating some time every day to engage in an activity that you enjoy, like a creative hobby or listening to music or spending time in prayer or keeping a gratitude journal. Anything that you can do that will help you to unwind. Adopting these habits can be effective ways to release those stressors and keep your stress levels in check. Stress is such a broad topic that I actually devoted an entire episode to it. So if you want to learn more about stress and strategies to manage it, I encourage you to check out episode five of the Good Nature Wellness Podcast. Sleep also matters. It's no secret that getting good quality sleep is important for the body, but it's actually incredibly important for the health of the brain, too. In fact, research studies show that amyloid beta plaques that cause the cognitive decline associated with Alzheimer's are actually reduced when we get seven to nine hours of restorative sleep every night. And there are other benefits, too. Sleeping well on a regular basis helps to improve mood and reduce stress levels. It regulates blood pressure levels and supports heart health. It reduces inflammation in the body and boosts the power of the immune system, helps with weight management, and it also improves learning and memory. Not only that, but don't you just feel amazing when you get a good night's sleep? I know I do. And knowing how beneficial it is for the health of the brain is definitely an incentive to start making sleep a real priority. Some ways you can do that are to limit your exposure to blue light by avoiding watching TV or looking at screens right before bedtime. And try to avoid drinking alcoholic beverages right after dinner and limit drinking fluids just before going to bed. And create an atmosphere that is conducive to sleep by keeping your bedroom cool and dark and choose a set time to go to bed every night and a regular time to wake up in the morning. Social interaction matters too. Engaging with other people helps to keep the brain healthy. Research shows that people who engage with others and frequently participate in activities that stimulate the brain reduce their risk of developing dementia by 33%. And those with the highest amount of social interactions have a 50% lower rate of memory loss as they age. Other studies that were conducted found that people who are connected emotionally have stronger brain function and a much slower rate of cognitive decline over time. When you think about that data, it's clear that avoiding isolation is actually really important for Alzheimer's prevention. I know that the pandemic has made the idea of social interaction extremely challenging over the past few years. But even with social distancing, it's still possible to interact with others by reaching out and talking to people regularly, whether it's on a phone call or on a Zoom call or in an online group or even in person at a safe distance if necessary. Considering everything, there really are so many things that we can do to lower our risk of developing Alzheimer's. And interestingly enough, many of these prevention strategies are actually the same ones that I adopted that helped me to overcome breast cancer. And knowing that it is actually possible to take control, prevent illness, and change the outcome of our health is really empowering. 
So hopefully what I shared with you today helps you to rethink what the concept of prevention means to you and what it can do in your own life, especially when it comes to a disease like Alzheimer's. Experts agree that early prevention can really reduce the risk of cognitive decline as we age. On top of that, the strategies that I've shared with you today, which are all backed by science, can not only help us to avoid Alzheimer's, but cancer and many other diseases as well. Truly, the sooner that we take a proactive stance to start to make those preventative changes for our health, the better results we'll have. Making the decision to take action and put these methods into practice will result in improvements to your overall health and wellness too. Changes that you'll begin to feel and see right away and positive changes that you'll continue to experience as your health improves. And that investment that you make today to safeguard your brain will pay the best dividends. A happier, healthier body and brain today and tomorrow so that you can live a life free from Alzheimer's that's filled with precious memories that you can cherish and actually remember for a lifetime. And if you're feeling inspired to change things up so that you can safeguard your brain and experience a transformation in your health, but you're not quite sure how to get started or how to stay with it once you do, I can definitely show you the way. To find out what Health Coaching can do for you and how you can take the next steps to work with me, send an email to barbara at goodnaturewellness.com or healthcoachingwithbarbara at gmail.com. Or you can reach out to me on Instagram at good underscore nature underscore wellness or on Facebook at good nature wellness. Or you can visit my website www.goodnaturewellness.com. I can't wait to hear from you. And before I go, I would also love to invite you to join my new Facebook group, 40 Plus Women, Healthy, Fit, and Fabulous. It's a growing community of like-minded women who want to look and feel better naturally. And it would be amazing if you would join us. I'll be sure to leave a link in the show notes that you can use to join the group, along with all of my other links so that we can stay connected. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really do hope that you found this episode helpful. And if you know someone else who would benefit from hearing this information, please share it with them too. And if you're inclined to leave a rating and a review for the show, I would so appreciate that. And by the way, if there's a topic that you'd like to know more about, please let me know in the show comments or reach out to me on my social links or by email. Your great idea could be our next great episode. And one more thing. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to the Good Nature Wellness Podcast to be notified when new episodes are released with more practical tips that you can use to take control of your health naturally and live your healthiest life now. Hope you enjoyed today's show. This has been Barbara Walsh, host of the Good Nature Wellness Podcast. Many thanks to all of you again, and I can't wait to see you next time. Disclaimer. The Good Nature Wellness Podcast offers information about nutrition, health, and wellness that is designed for educational purposes only. Any opinions expressed or information that is presented by NBC HWC board certified master health coach Barbara Walsh is not a substitution for, nor should it be used as a replacement for medical advice or to diagnose or treat any medical condition. If you have any concerns or questions about your health, you should always consult your physician or other healthcare professional. Do not disregard, avoid, or delay seeking medical advice or treatment from your physician or other healthcare professional because of something that you may have heard in this podcast. 
Please note that while every effort is made to broadcast information that has been carefully researched and is current, ongoing developments in medical research may impact health, wellness, and nutritional advice included in this podcast. No assurance can be given that information or advice included in this podcast will always include the most recent findings or developments related to the material in this or any episode. Any information provided in this podcast is to be used solely at your own risk. Under no circumstances will Barbara Walsh, Holy Health Coaching, LLC, DBA, Good Nature Wellness, be responsible for damages in connection with the use of this podcast.